Hello, everybody. This is Toby with BibleStudyPodcast.org. Today is Wednesday, April the 18th. And of course, this is the day that we do either apologetics or current issues or, you know, things along those lines. So I want to welcome you. And I thank you so much for, for listening today. It's such a blessing for me to have you here with me today. After last week's question and answer session that we did, I got a lot of really nice feedback from you guys, and I actually got a lot of questions from you guys, so I'm sure that we'll be doing another one of those one of these days very soon. But, uh, you know, a lot of the questions actually dealt with evolution and my position on evolution, and do I accept it, or do I reject it, and why, etc. And I really want to devote a whole podcast just to answering those questions because there's just enough there that we can, you know, we can talk about this for 15 or 20 minutes easily. So that was what I was going to do today's podcast about. At least that was the plan until the things that happened on Monday. And of course, I'm referring to the shootings at Virginia Tech, which were just absolutely tragic and really brought a lot of fear into our minds because anytime we see something like that, we kind of think, wow, how could this happen? You know, that could just as easily have been me getting shot as it could have been the people who got shot because we never know when our time on earth is up. And it's times like this that one of the greatest criticisms of Christianity surfaces, and that is if God is all-loving and all-powerful, then how can God allow suffering? How can God allow something to happen like what we saw on Monday? 33 people, including the shooter, being killed just like that, just out of the middle of nowhere. How can God, if he is all-powerful, allow that to happen? And of course, there are two two things that we have to answer here. First of all, is God all-loving? Does God want what is good to transpire? Or does he not care? Is he indifferent? And that's a question that we definitely have to answer. And of course, the second half of that is, is God all-powerful? Is God capable of stopping this? And if so, why doesn't he? And the whole thing seems to kind of contradict itself. God can't be all-loving and all-powerful because if he were, then he would stop things like this from happening. And so I want to give you guys, you know, my thoughts on that. This isn't going to be a long podcast, but I do want us to, to have an answer for the question, why does God allow suffering? Because I'm sure that's a question we've probably all asked at one point. God, how can you let this happen? How can you know that these events are going to transpire and you don't intervene? That's a question that I know that, you know, I asked when I was young in my faith. And it's probably a question that's being asked by skeptics to Christians right now. How can you believe in a God that allowed my brother to be shot on the Virginia Tech campus? How can you believe in a God who allowed this guy to run crazy on a college campus for several hours without intervening? And so I I really want to answer that today. But as always, let's go ahead and just start this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with the events that transpired on Monday heavy on our hearts, Lord. And we know that you are sovereign and that you are in control, Lord, but help us today to understand why you would allow something like this to happen. Help us to understand your plan and your will, Lord, as a result of this study. And may my words be pleasing to you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk about this. We know that this Cho Sung Hui, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Forgive me if I, if I am totally mispronouncing that. We know that he went around this college campus on Monday shooting people randomly in this awful massacre. It was the worst massacre on college campuses in American history. And this is totally tragic. It totally shocked the whole nation, if not the whole world, because nobody saw this coming. So let's answer the question, why does God allow stuff like this? Why does God allow suffering or evil to occur? And the first thing that I that I want to bring up here is that this is not intended to be an in-your-face, you know, God-has-a-plan type of message. I really want us to, to search deeper than that in this message. And so I've tried to be as tactful as possible here. My heart totally goes out to everybody whose life has been affected by this terrible tragedy. But the first point that I want to bring up here is that when somebody asks the question, How can God allow something like this to happen? The first thing that we have to notice here is that that question presupposes God's existence. When somebody asks that question, why does God allow evil to happen? The person has been forced to recognize not only God's existence, but his sovereignty as well. Because what they're saying is God has the ability to stop this. Why doesn't he? And that's a tough question that we have to grapple with. And sometimes we are not going to get the answer to that until we go home to be with him. And at that point, we can ask him face to face. But for the time being, we have to understand that this is an okay question to ask because it does affirm the existence of God and it affirms his sovereignty as well. And the second point I want to make is Well, why do people start asking this question? And the fact is that even if people get angry at God about events like this, even when people are screaming at God, it's better than silence with God. It's better than having absolutely no communication at all with God. It opens up communication with him if the person is saying, God, I'm so mad at you. How can you let this happen? They are still communicating with God. And it's so easy to go on with our daily lives and to be comfortable and to just totally forget about God while things are going well. But then as soon as things get bad, boom, we're opening up that communication line with them saying, God, what, what's happening? Why, are you, why is this happening? And so in a sense, there's some good that comes out of the people whose lives are affected like this and start asking this question because that communication with God that they were perhaps lacking before has now been restored, at least temporarily. Also, when things like this happen, it forces us to realize that there is a standard of ethics. Nobody can look at this event and say, well, you know, so what? I mean, no person with a heart can say something like that, right? Well, what makes it wrong? Is it because we're socially conditioned that we think something like this is wrong? Is it because we've been trained since the day we were born to think that this is wrong, that we now say that this is wrong? You know, I don't think so. I think that no matter what, no matter if we were told that this is wrong or not, it is still wrong. Just like with you know Nazi Germany, the Germans were being told that it was okay to eliminate the Jews, right? Well, it doesn't matter what they were being taught, that doesn't change the fact that what they were doing was morally reprehensible. 
But when something like this happens, when there's a, a great evil that happens, it forces us to realize that morality is not arbitrary, that we don't decide what's right and what's wrong. Society doesn't decide what's right and what's wrong. And this was how C.S. Lewis actually came to faith in the Lord and was converted to Christianity, as he realized that I can't know what a straight line is unless there is a straight line to show me what a straight line is. If there is a moral law, and we all believe that there is, even atheists believe that there are morals that we should follow. If there is a moral law, there must be a moral law giver. Well, where do we where do we get this idea that there's a moral law from the moral law giver? Who's the moral law giver? Of course, that would be none other than God. Because God is the ultimate standard of righteousness and justice in the universe, in all of creation. If morality is arbitrary, then somebody is free to say, you know, what happened in Nazi Germany is, is acceptable. Or what happened at Virginia Tech is acceptable. Because, let's face it, if there is no God, then for us to say that this is wrong is merely arbitrary. Because when we observe nature and we see animals killing each other, we say, oh, that's okay, that's just part of the cycle of life. But we don't hold ourselves to the same standard. But see, if we evolved, why are we holding ourselves to a different standard than we hold the animal kingdom to? This is ridiculous. What happens is situations like this force us to realize that there is a solid moral standard and that that solid moral standard doesn't come from us, that it has to come from something higher than us and more righteous than we are. Another reason that God allows this to happen is because God wants to be more than a cosmic superhero for us. He wants to be more than a cosmic vending machine. He doesn't want people to believe in him only for their own benefit. And let's face it, if God were a cosmic superhero, people would believe in him only so that they could go and do something dangerous or precarious because they'd know that he would rescue them. But no, what God wants to be is a friend. God wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And this point reminds me of a, sci uh, a science fiction story that one of my friends was telling me about the other day, where um, there was a place in this story where there were these enlightened beings uh, who had powers, and they were able to use these powers to take away pain and inconvenient situations from the people, you know, such as, uh, such as pregnancy due to an affair or, you know, jumping off a building and, you know, they would come and, and rescue these people from these situations. Well, what happened in this story is that because these enlightened beings were always saving the lower beings, it led to a society of moral decline because nobody was even taking the precautionary steps or safety measures while doing their, their job, you know, if they had a dangerous job, because they knew that harm wouldn't come to them. And the same thing works with God. God is fully aware that if he were to step in every time something awful was going to happen, we would totally be reckless. We would be throwing ourselves around and endangering ourselves every step of the way. And that's not the type of faith or relationship that God wants with us. So that's another reason that he allows these things to happen. And and ultimately, the main reason I think God allows these things to happen is that we can't see what good something like what happened on Monday will do in the long run. But God can. God knows 
the past as well as he knows the future and the present. There is nothing that's hidden from God's sight. He is fully aware of the consequences of every event. And because God knows what will happen as a result of events like this, he already knows who will turn back to him once they're forced to think about the fragile reality that we all have. Because let's face it, we never know what we never know when our time is going to expire. We never know when we're going to be face to face with him and held accountable for our actions. And so events like this, they actually force us to think about death. They force us to think about the consequences of the life that we're living. It forces us to think about our relationship with God, because now we're thinking, wow, if this could happen to me, I could be face to face with him tonight. And how am I going to answer him for the things that I've been doing in my life? Friends, there is no easy answer to something like this. There's no easy answer for why somebody would go into a university with several weapons and just shoot people randomly. It does not make any sense. But what does make sense is that God is good and God has a plan and God will allow us to go through trials just like he allowed Job to go through trials. And what did Job's wife say? His wife said, curse God so that you can die. And Job, of course, refused to do that. And there are people who will curse God as a result of things like this that we saw on Monday. But I think God can can take it, and he's willing to forgive people who curse him. And God can use situations like this to draw people closer to him. We know that God allows trials. And what did James say? James said in, in the first chapter of James that we should welcome persecution and trials. And why should we do that? Because these trials and these tribulations and these hard times, what are they going to do? They're going to result in us having more understanding. They're going to result in us growing in our relationship with God, maturing in our relationship with God. And most importantly, the trials and tribulations in our lives refine us. They take out the impurities. As James wrote, consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And what happens with endurance? He writes, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And you know what? I don't have all the answers, but I know that God does. And James writes, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But here's the catch. He must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So friends, put your faith in the Lord, because he never changes. He is the same now and forever. And by trusting in him, by putting your faith in him, you will be given the answers to your questions about situations like this or any situation. But one thing I can assure you of is that God is at work in this situation. God's judgment will come to pass on this Cho Sung Hui. And ultimately, in this situation and in any situation and every situation, God will be glorified in some way. And we can trust in him for that. Like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I do want to encourage you to remain in prayer about this because a lot of people are being affected by this. A lot of people's lives have been torn apart because of this. 
And I want to encourage you to reach out to these people, whether you can do it physically or just through prayer. This is a crucial time for those people, and we definitely need to keep them in prayer. So let's just go ahead and end this in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being good and for having a plan, Lord. We thank you that you are knowing of all things and that your good and your glory can be seen in all things ultimately, Lord. And we trust in your goodness, Lord. We trust in you because you are never changing. And Lord, we just ask that you would comfort and bring peace to the families and the people who have lost a loved one in this terrible, terrible event. We ask, Lord, that you would lead the people whose lives were affected to a closer relationship with you as a result of this, Lord. Help us to do what we can to help them. Help us to be an example of your love for these people, Lord. We thank you for being sovereign. We thank you for being in control, Lord. And we put our trust in you and our faith in you, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would bless everybody who's listening with perhaps a deeper understanding of you, Lord. And I ask that if anybody has questions about this, that it would be pleasing to you, Lord, to answer them, to give them wisdom, that these trials and this difficult situation would result in the deepening of their relationship with you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for being who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. And of course, this is a song by Dan Smith from More Rain. You can go to morerain.com and listen to his music, or you can do a search on iTunes for More Rain, and his, his worship music is really beautiful. And thanks again to Dan for giving us this music. I'll see you guys on Monday. May God bless you, and may he keep you in his grace. 